0: Good evening, and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League? And how good is rugby league this kind of year if your team's in it? Joining me to discuss it with the look of I really don't want to do this on his face, Michael Corbin. Michael, good evening,
1: commiserations, how are you? I can just hear the. the the tone in your voice is already <laughs> driving me nuts. <laughs> like oh. the cockiness, the arrogance. It's almost like, oh. turning to me, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> arrogance,
0: cockiness. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just sitting here waiting for the roosters to hit that extra gear because Robbo's got us primed and oh. Robbo's got a plan and... Wayne can't coach and Uncle Nick knows what he's doing and Sonny Bill and, oh, oh my God, should we wrap it up now?
1: All right, <laughs> all right, you've got your shots in. We can't win them all. We no, can't, true. We can't stay on the top of the perch for <clears throat> all this time, you know. It's been a good run. No. It's been a really good run, two years, uh, more than I ever expected. Uh, Would have loved the third, but, you know, there's always next year. Um, yeah
0: yeah it, look it, it was an incredible year for, for the Roosters um, it's been an incredible um, couple of years for you guys and I just think um, at the end of the day it just got too hard you you guys had I think at the end of this season what teams usually get the year after they win the first time round, which is a bit of fatigue lack of drive injuries take their toll um, and I feel like that all really built up for the Roosters this year, and um, I'm, it stuns me that the fallout has been so big in the last um, what five days since that happened. Hold up, I'm gonna pause.
1: Yeah, I don't look. I think a, a lot of people are overreacting about what's happened. Like this happens to teams that win the Premiership. It's hard to keep it together, you know. And I think the big, the person who's copped the most, unfortunately, is Carl Flanagan. I don't. I don't quite understand this. Like, were people people expecting him to be Cooper Cronk? Because there's no other halfback in the NRL who's Cooper Cronk. That person's not there. So, I don't know. There's talk of him going to the Bulldogs. There's talk of Mitchell Pearce coming back to the Roosters. I I don't know. This kid's 21. He's played one full season in first grade. Give him another crack. He's not going to be the best player in the NRL in his first year in the in like at top grade. I just I think I think people have blown this out of proportion. I think that the whole team got tired. You know, it's not like we were out of these games against Penrith or the Raiders. It was a one it was a one possession game in both games. So yeah, I think I think people are overreacting a bit. For the most part, we're gonna be bringing the same same team back next year.
0: Yeah. I think um The criticism on Flanagan has been absolutely extraordinary. And um, I think it's just really looking for a scapegoat, um, which is really unfair. Uh, The Roosters roster is tired. It's aged a bit. Um, It's probably aged even more with the Morris, both Morris's there um, and with Latrell out, uh, gone. And I just think... um, it's, it, it's 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 absolutely crazy that this kid is, is copying this much criticism. Um, it, it it's unfair. I th- I feel like this is the this is the, Luke Kiry probably needed to step up a bit more. I think he was the he was the the more experienced playmaker. And again, it's sort of it's a bit of a problem that Kiry had at Souths um, when Reynolds was not around. He sometimes struggled. He, he's a really good. Complementary half, but he struggles to take a bit more control of the team. And I feel like having got what three premierships under his belt, the expectation should be on him a bit more, as opposed to Flanagan, who had played what ten games in first grade before this season. Flanagan also was second top point scorer to Adam Reynolds. Um, Absolutely incredible season, I thought. Um, He was dropped uh, halfway through the year, or what two thirds of the way through the season, Corbs. That couldn't have been that good for his confidence either.
1: Yeah, I, I don't understand it. I Like, on the weekend as well, we lost Kiri for 15 minutes. We, in, like, the first 10 minutes of the game, he had an HIA. So, put a lot more pressure on Flanner. I don't... Like, you know... I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit disappointed with all the talk that's going on at the moment. I, I really like him. I think he's a future... Like, a, a future star of this game. He, he's 21. Why are we... Why are we <coughs> stopping him yeah. already? It makes no sense.
0: Yeah, and, like... For me, I, I think that you know the fallout from both semis had for the losing teams, Parramatta and the Roosters, has been the two halfbacks. It's been a tale of two halfbacks, and I feel like um, Mitchell Moses's criticism is far more warranted. He wanted to go to a Parramatta. He thought he had more chance of a premiership there than at the Tigers. Uh, he's been coached by Andrew Johns this year. Um, it, it's it's really time for him to step up and take control. And we've seen it in games all year. He's been completely rattled in games where he he doesn't get to dictate the terms. It's been the story of Para. and the other night we saw it again. It was his kick, and hit the post, um, and then Parramatta weren't prepared for what was going to happen after that. And, you know, it's one of those things where he, ha- he has to be the clutch player. He has to get that kick. And I know it's harsh to say, you know, hit the post and it's all a bit of luck, but at the same time, it kind of sums up Mitchell Moses as a player. He's like... He's in good form. He does well. I did tip him to be the Dalian player of the year, by the way. He does well when it when it's all working for para, but when it's not working,
1: it, the whole team struggles with it a bit. Let's not bet around the bush. He straight up choked. That kick yeah. was, he was he was in line with the upright and he hit the opposite yeah. upright and it bounced back yeah. to the 20 meter line. First of all, like, one, he choked. Two, what are Paramount are doing being back at their halfway line? That is so irresponsible, and that is poor coaching. They should be on that twenty-meter line, ready for any opportunity, any possibility that, that kick doesn't go over. That is terrible coaching, and I think Brad Arthur's is also to blame for that. Um, look, that and that that swung the game completely. They scored off the next set because Goverson, who was having an absolutely incredible game, and I think he's really hard done by. That ball just had a wicked bounce. He lost it, and it fell into the South player's hands. And from then on, South's had all the momentum. And yeah, Moses choked. And he's done it time and time again. This isn't his first year in the NRL. He's 26, I believe, now. And he's still yet to show it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's fascinating because the story since then, there's there's been two narratives. The first narrative is that um, Flanagan is going to leave the Roosters and the Bulldogs are interested. The second narrative is that the Roosters, uh, so the Parramatta is considering a player swap with the Knights, for the two Mitchells to swap. Uh, I don't know who does worse out of that deal, but uh, I'm surprised that the Roosters um, wouldn't maybe pursue Mitchell Moses instead. They tried to go after him a couple of years ago. He's more experienced. Um, and I feel like if you put him with someone in a system where, with Trent Robinson, who I do think is a good coach, and he can get him to simplify his game and just do what's needed, then I actually think that would be better for him. So I actually wouldn't be surprised if the Roosters go after Moses, but I, I I'm,
1: just don't... I'm going I'm to shut that down straight away. The reason okay. why that swap is on the cards is because the, the Mitchells are on very similar salaries. You can do a straight swap. And you're going to laugh. The Roosters don't have the cap for Mitchell-Moses. What they're paying Carl Flanagan is not what they're going to be able to pay Mitchell-Moses. So, look, I, I, I know that there's rumours about Moses to the Roosters and we pursued him when he was trying to leave the Tigers and he's played with Tedesco and all that stuff. I don't think it's going to happen, not anytime soon, not in the ne- Not by next season.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, so let me ask, Corbs, who had the more disappointing season in the end, do you think, power or the Roosters? Were there actual expectations of the three-peat, do you think? was it, Do you actually think it was achievable for them? Did they... Did the losses before the break affect affects the Roosters, given that their run was poorly timed in the end? Do you think a couple of earlier lo- earlier wins uh, might have helped them?
1: I'm going to say that the Parramatta season... Uh, look, maybe a little biased. I'm going to say the Parramatta season was more of a failure because the Roosters won it last year. That's a success. They won it the year before. That's a success. Yes, there was there was talks of the three-peat. Yes, they were an early favourite, and yes, they continued to be a favourite throughout the season. But there were other really good teams in this competition. Parramatta hasn't won in what is it now? Thirty four years. Yeah, that that's why it's and and from the very get go, they started out hot. They were the, they led the competition early, and yet again in the finals, they've gone out. Way before anyone thought they should, so I think I think that Parramatta's had the worst season purely because the Roosters have had success in the last two seasons, and that's that's it. At some point, this has to end.
0: Yeah, fair argument, fair argument. Um, Okay, so Roosters and Parramatta out of the bubble, and there's been some uh, call ups for Origin. So uh, Jake Friend and um, Lindsay Collins have been called into uh, Wayne's Maroons squad. And, and for the Blues, Cordner, Tedesco, Kiri, Crichton and Tupo, all from the Roosters, were called up. And from Parramatta, Campbell, Gillard, Junior Paulo and Nathan Brown, as well as Clint Gutherson, who could potentially be playing centre. I'm not sure about that one of um, all being called into uh, the Blues. So um, a lot of players from those two clubs, they'll be fresh or relatively fresh in three weeks' time when State of Origin 1 um, kicks off. Uh, no surprises for me out of that. Maybe Nathan Brown's a bit surprising, but Gutherson definitely earned his spot. I thought he was incredible for six minutes, definitely incredible for six minutes on Saturday night um, obviously, a <clears throat> couple of errors along the way, but I thought he'd been fantastic this season. He was definitely the strongest member of Parramatta's spine
1: this year. And I, I actually love, like, I, I love him in the centres. I think when it comes to Origin, you get your best seventeen players in the state on the park, and he's one of the best seventeen players. I know he's playing out of position at centre, but we've seen Tom do it, we've seen White do it, and Guffo's played centre and he's he used to play centre before he was moved to fullback. So I actually really love the move. Uh, You put your strike weapons wherever you can, and it gives you so much more options in attack, especially against this Queensland team, which they're now missing Kalen Ponga. I don't know who's going to be in their back line at the moment. It could be a bunch of second rowers. So, yeah, I I love the move of putting Gufferson there. He deserves an origin spot, and I wouldn't be surprised. Look, there's, there's a bit of doubt about James Tedesco because of that knee injury. Um, he could move to fullback or he could also see Ryan Pappenhausen move to fullback as well. So uh, the, the Blues are, uh, what's it called? They've got plenty of options there.
0: Yep, and kickoff only three weeks away. So uh, look forward to that. But before that, we have three games left in the NRL season. On Friday night, Melbourne host Canberra in Brisbane. On Saturday, Penrith hosts South at ANZ Stadium. Um, two, I'm actually really excited for both games. Uh, I think Melbourne and Can- Canberra play this sort of very um, trench trenches like style of football. It's sort of like you know get in do the scrap and then play expansive style later on in the game. And I think in South and the Penrith game, a lot of points from a lot of players across the park. So, Corbs, Friday night, will I run through the teams?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: Okay, so for uh, the Storm, Dale Finucane has been sidelined, but he's optimistic about returning. I think he um, has he been. About-
1: I, think, I think he is back. I think I well, saw a report today in- that he's back
0: even better, and Munster is expected to play and has been named in the number six jersey. Um, the only change from the 17-man squad from the qualifying final uh, is Eisenhuth, who is replacing Lewis on the bench. Uh, Josh Adokar, as a fun stat, he has scored 12 tries in his past eight games at Suncorp Stadium. For Canberra, it's the same 17 as last week, um, hooker Tom Starling and Cesar Soliola are listed to start in place of Havili and Hudson Young, and Jordan Rapana is expected to play despite his sternum injury. Um, the Raiders have not won at SunCorp since 2010.
1: Wow, big stat. Um, I lo- look, I'm going to say it right now. I have to back a team. Uh, there's one of these four teams that I have to back to win the grand final. I'm saying here, up the milk. Come on, Canberra. Bring it home. We want to see you win it. <laughs> I'm all on the bandwagon. Come on, up the milk. Let's bring it home, Raiders. It's been a long time. It's been 21 years since you've won. Uh, 21 years? 21 years since you've won. Let's do it. 26. 30, 30, 26 years. There you go. Sorry, get my years mixed up. Um, yeah, I, I thought... Charles Nickle Clockstad was the best player on the field last week, and it was he was closely followed by Josh Papali, who absolutely destroyed the Roosters as he does every single time. Um, I this Canberra team's really strong. I kind of wrote them off the moment they lost uh, Josh Hodgson and uh, Tom Starling. It's it's a credit to how good Tom Starling has been because he has filled into that role brilliantly, and it's elevated both Whiten and Williams in the halves. And this team is so strong, so gritty, so big up front, but still so quick and agile, which makes it very difficult to deal with. Uh, look, Melbourne's Melbourne. We know what they're like. They're they're never going to be out of the game. They're never going to be blown out of the park. They're going to be in this competition. I, I just, I'm really hoping for a Canberra versus Penrith Grand Final. I would love to see it. Um, two fresh faces who haven't been there for a while. And yeah, let's go Canberra.
0: Oh, now you want fresh faces. You didn't want them last year. (laughs) Um, Look, I am an absolute believer in fairy tales. However, the assignment of going up and playing Melbourne in Brisbane, doing the travel, playing a fresh team, playing someone, a team that has Cameron Smith in it, is a huge challenge. I think... Canberra are up to the challenge, but I I can't tip against Melbourne just because of their experience this time of year. This is a this is a first place second place team playing fifth. This is a team that, that's had a lot of rest now. I know Ricky rested players um, a couple of weeks ago, but Melbourne's had the uh, the last week off. They had a lot of them had round twenty six off, and I feel like it it could go either way. Like there is a risk that the players have fatigue, but I think after playing all that football in a row. Um, and they're really well rested for um, this game in particular. Um, it's going to be awesome. Having said that, Melbourne have lost a couple of these preliminary finals before. They lost against the roosters last year. Um, they lost in 2015. The Cowboys beat them in um, Cowboys beat them at Amy Park in um, which I think was a, a huge huge loss. So they have been here and lost before. I just don't know if um, the Canberra Raiders have that punch in them to to deliver. I I would love to see Ricky get there again. Um, I would like a bit of redemption for last year. Um, I'm around the the Penrith-Canberra reunion from the 91 grand final, um, which I think would be absolutely awesome. So, um, yeah, but I think Melbourne, for me, Melbourne, you can't go against them. I, I think it's the big mistake everyone makes is always to be against the Storm and underestimating them and thinking they're past it but this this team is primed for this time of year
1: i would like to say that canberra beat them in the first round of the finals last year and had to force melbourne to then go and play i believe man no not manly eels Power. and then they had to then they Power. had to be and they had to play the roosters so canberra have done it before uh they went yeah, down to and Haming they did it, they did it year. this
0: year as well they did it, they this, did it this year, as, year well. as well they beat them in melbourne so they did. um They've got a bit of wood on them, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, for me, really it is either way. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great game. I'm I'm very very pumped to see what happens, um, and yeah, it should be good. Um, I, w- I would love Canberra there again for the for the redemption story, um, but I think it could be you know this could also be Cameron Smith's last game too. So there's a lot happening.
1: Mm, agreed. All right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, The one that you're going to have your eyes glued to the TV for. It is the Penrith Panthers versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 7.50 (coughs) ANZ Stadium, Saturday night. Take us through the teams, Emmanuel.
0: Okay, so the story from two weeks ago that everyone will know is that Kikau is suspended for this game. Kurt Capewell is set to start in the left second row position for him. Um, Spencer Lenu has joined the bench. The Panthers are aiming for their 17th consecutive victory. Um, Souths are unchanged from last week's win. Campbell Graham um, had a cork and Sewer had a sore knee, but both will be fine for this game. And importantly, Souths have won seven from eight against the Panthers at ANZ Stadium. Their one loss, Corb's, I can tell you, was by one point couple of years ago when Adam Reynolds went off injured. So right. um, if, if we're talking about, of course, stats are made to be broken. Um, and Penrith will look to create some of their own history with a 17th consecutive win. Um, but, you know, I'm mentioning those injuries. they those that, To Campbell Graham and Jaden Sewer they're the little things where the luxury of a week off after a very long season um, is definitely a bonus to sort of treat those niggles. Now, this game, Corbs, is going to be very, very fascinating. Let me tell you why. South has scored 144 points in their last three games. That is the most they've scored in three consecutive games since 1910, um, which is pretty cool at a time when point tries are worth three points. Um, but this is the one of the best attacking teams in the comp, playing the best defensive team in the competition, and so if Souths start well and can score some points, this could be a very high-scoring game. But if Souths let Penrith score um, and, and give them the sort of start that they gave to Newcastle where um, they were up 14-0, or if they're in a position of 18-8 like Souths were against Parra last week, um, then it's going to be shut the gates. Um, I do think that there's a lot of... Um, experience at this time of year that, that could really help Souths. Uh, Cleary is a big game player. He's won two Origin Series, but um, the, I sometimes think the experience of Reynolds uh, and Walker in these situations could really swing it their way. The other thing I really liked last week was Cody Walker did not have a great game last week. He was very quiet and it was the same sort of... Um, Struggle to get into gear for him that, that really cost us in the preliminary final against Canberra last year and against the Roosters the year before. But for me, South still found other ways to score. Um, Damien Cook was brilliant. He scored two great tries two weeks in a row. Um, and if it's an open game of football, I'd back South to win. It, it depends how quickly this game gets to a game of the backs. If this is a game of attrition in the forwards, then for me, Penrith win this.
1: Yeah, Penner are a great front runners. They don't blow leads. And they can also claw back. We've seen them do it for years. So it's going to be a really tough game for Souths. Uh, Kick-out is a big loss. What he does on that edge, especially against a smaller second-rower like Sua, could be really damaging. Um, he'd be running at Adam Reynolds as well, which would be interesting. Would have been interesting. Uh, but Nathan Cleary has been the best player in the NRL all season. He hasn't had a bad game. And Jerome Luai has improved leaps and bounds this season. You have to remember that at the start of this season, there was talks of whether he would have the job over Matt Burton. And, you know, scrolling through Twitter, people are like, is Luai an origin? Is is he eligible for New South Wales State of Origin? That's how highly he's he's regarded at the moment. He's having a great season. Their backs have been really good. Uh, Stephen Crichton's been one of the best centers in the comp. Uh, James Fisher-Harris has been incredible in the middle. James Tamo is an incredible leader, and we know what Coruscant does. So, yeah, it's uh, again, I think both these games are going to be really tight. I don't think there's going to be blowout games. I can see them both being high-scoring, given what we've seen over the finals the last few weeks. You know, all teams have basically gotten above 12 points, which is rare, considering previous years you get those 10 12 score lines. So, I think both games are going to be high scoring. There's going to be a lot of attack. Um, I just think Penrith have been too good all year for me to chip against them.
0: Yeah. Well, look, I'm going I mean, to tip South out of loyalty and respect, but um, this is Penrith's comp to lose. Um, we've been around Penrith for a lot of the year. Um, you know, they're the minor premiers. They've won 17 in a row, and I just don't know. I just don't know if they remember how to lose Corbs. Mm. Having said that, Wayne Bennett, master coach, probably have some tricks. I just hope, regardless of, you know, if even if it's a, a loss, I just hope Souths make it competitive and that coming from sixth was not all in vain. Mm. Um, but yeah, cracking weekend ahead. So I've gone um Storm and Souths, and you've gone the Raiders and the Panthers. So mm-hmm. um Let's see what happens,
1: eh? Yeah, I am on two incredible games. This is what you want. Best time of the year is finals football. You get the best teams playing against each other in the toughest arenas. It's where players learn to step up and go that extra gear that you mentioned earlier that you have to find to make it to the grand final and then win the grand final. This is where you see the, the best players turn it on. So I love this time of year. Great to watch. Really good football. I just wish there was more games, honestly. Two games isn't enough for a weekend for me. Um, Yeah. Yeah, going to be really exciting, though. (laughs) Yep, absolutely awesome. All right, I think that's it, Emmanuel. We've uh, hit everything. Uh, And next week, we'll be previewing the grand final. Can you believe we made it?
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, Yeah, it's... It's it's a, it is you're right. It is awesome. Like these games, they're always high quality games this time of year. It is a shame there's only two of them, but um, you know it's four teams that really had the momentum in in the back back end of the season. I mean, we I talked at one point this year in the podcast about South looking like they wouldn't make the eight. We've spoke about Canberra needing to rise to the occasion. Both those teams timed it really well, and now are one win away from the grand final. Mm-hmm. Um, Penrith and Melbourne been very consistent all year. Melbourne, a specialist. Penrith, uh, an awesome run. So it makes for a cracking, cracking weekend of football.
1: Yeah, agreed. All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. How good is rugby league, and how good is RL? And we will be back next week with the grand final preview. One more thing, Emmanuel. How good is rugby league?
0: How good
1: are South Sydney, Michael?
0: Have a good week. (laughs) Have a good week. Good luck. (laughs)